Good evening or whatever time of day you might be listening. I am Matt Bacher here with Andrew Clarkson. And we are the Clampstock Crescendo Podcast. We are here at Fat Dog Vinyl at 7 North Main Street here in beautiful, sunny Mount Vernon, Ohio. Um, we are recording this episode on a lazy Sunday. And today we are talking about my favorite album that is not by my favorite bands. Wow. And it's in the airplane over the sea by Nutramilk Hotel. Andrew and I were trying to get some mutual ground for some of these early eps and something that we know as well as anything is Nutramilk. So we're going to dive right in. Andrew. Yeah. What was your first time with Nutramilk Hotel? <laughs> I remember that. That's a great question. Um, so I, uh, I saw somebody post on Facebook way back in the day. I think it was like a junior or senior in high school. Um, somebody posted some lyrics on you know facebook social media it, it was facebook at the time um and i really uh i was like those are cool lyrics you know what on earth is that <laughs> it, it was um it was holland 1945 classic um, I something mean, about i think it was it was is there a line about you know crows eating i don't know birds something like that eating somebody's insides flies uh what what is the what is the line well throughout the uh, two there's not even in one part there are lots of visceral lyrics about uh, bodies in general yeah really which is what i think is really interesting um i was just listening to the song kissing the lipless by the shins okay. and within the first line or two i was like these are neutral milk inspired lyrics oh yeah so your first go was with the lyrics it was, but I but I looked it up, you know, I did a Google search and it blew me away, you know, just that the sheer energy of that of those drums. Um the drummer actually is a really great session player too. Jeremy Barnes. That's his name. The legendary yep. Jer Jeremy Barnes, yes. Oh my goodness. My friend drove him to the airport one time for a festival That's out of Columbus. He said he was a sweetheart, so shout out Jeremy Barnes. But yeah, and then and then a little bit later on, I got my first record player, which I still have in my apartment to this day. Um, just got it working again. But my friends, and this was this was the first vinyl I ever got. I received a copy of this. The first vinyl. vinyl. Yeah. Okay, so here's what's fascinating. Once upon a time, before I had a record player, I would listen to records all the time. This is before Ashley and I were dating, but we had been friends. It's probably 2014, 2015. She was at like a Barnes and Noble or something. And as part of a Christmas gift, she's like, I don't know. I saw it and I knew this was like your her whole personality. So I've had it and I took it to Jacob's. We listened to it. And now obviously that I'm collecting now. Thank you to Fat Dog Vinyl here in Mount Vernon. <laughs> now that I'm collecting my own, that was technically my first record. And I always held on to it. Now it's like obviously a, a prized possession that's obviously it's a record we just sold yesterday you're out of the shop um when we knew we were talking about this i told phil i was like get a copy of it in i know we've also sold on avery island their first record no way sold from down here as well because that was the one where i was like did somebody just buy this and they did should so, i can i ask how much that went for was like it 20 lot? bucks 20 bucks yeah wow, it was cheap. that's great it was cheap um so <laughs> Hopping that's right into why. it, I know I like to say we will talk about every song on the album. We're going to have to get right into it. We're going to keep things short and sweet for yep, yep. our listeners at home. Is there a better opener than K-1000? 
King of Carrot Flowers Part One? Honestly, no. Just that that you know, that first you know down strum of the F major bar chord. <laughs> yeah, F you know? major for sure. What in the world? It's an iconic intro. It really is. And right off the bat, too, what struck me, too, with the lyrics is the lyrics slowly as time go on, they get so much like every verse gets more intense. Intense. Visceral. And your dad would stick a fork right, right in, into debt. No, your or mom. no, your mom would stick a fork right into daddy's, daddy's shoulder. shoulder. Dad would throw yeah. the garbage all across the floor. And then <laughs> it just slowly the lyrics get darker and darker. Darker and darker. And- on and on you know and and um yeah and and just the way you know the visceral you know you know almost painful imagery of all of those just like various um you know and dream of all the different ways to (laughs) To die die. (laughs) wow what a line right off the bat track one and it's even more beautiful too because it's plain as day this is just such a a hit opener such a special one but for the listeners at home that do not know the record, there are plenty of sequels within this record. Right. Super and track two, even though we're starting off super strong with King of Carrot Flowers Part One, <laughs> most notably, it's been memed by the indie music community many times. But you're going in that slow guitar picking, and he's just yelling, I love you, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, I love you. Yes, I that do. really confused me the first time I listened to it because I was like, you know, a lot of the people that were listening to it were not my religious friends, you know? And and so I was like, why, no. are, you, why are you guys listening to this? You know, this, this is Wait, not Wait, your religious your friends were listening to Neutral Milk. No, other way oh, around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. Well, because Jeff is his version of Jesus, his version of God. Like, obviously, anyone that's followed the band extensively, like I have over the years. Yeah. God is a feeling. God is this internal thing. Obviously, anyone that knows this record knows, does this have to do with themes of the Holocaust? Um, right. Is part of this album a love letter to Anne Frank? My goodness. Um, you know, a lot of it is just very Southern United States, recorded by and produced by the great Robert Schneider of the Apples in Stereo. Um, what was the record label? Can you remind me? The Elephant Six Collective Elephant Recording Six, Company. Yeah, so yeah. shout out to all those folks. They had um, the whole in-house band and everything. Yes. Trumpets, horn section, bowed saws. That's that's the coolest part of yes, seeing the them live. Saw. Honestly, just the whole. So you have seen them the live. whole. Yeah, I, we may have seen them at the same time. You know, the same. Did you go to the Columbus show or the Cleveland? Yeah, the the Columbus one at the LC Outdoor. Yep you realize that was two weeks before I had heard him or two weeks after I'd heard him for the first time. I was in Ethan Dent's basement. I saw that CD. I'm like, I know that album cover. I threw it on. It put me in a trance. Then I listened through it at home playing Spyro the dragon on mute. And I was running through these dreamy worlds. And then I, we went and saw him outside at the LC. Are you telling me that was the first time you ever heard them? Yeah. Like two weeks before that. Wow. That I can't even imagine what that would have been like. That's, like like I've been listening to them for a number of years and you know they had just started going on tour sometimes good things happen to bad people I got lucky <laughs> there you go um let's see yeah um it's hard not to talk for like three years on it I swear I could do an individual app on each song each song sure in the airplane over the sea the title track what's nice about this G E minor C and D song is like people that 
just like folk music in general or like singer songwriter i think they can get down with it but the lyrics are still bat crazy oh yeah and fascinating um how strange it is to be anything at all obviously a huge tagline of the album yep. the more you repeat it to yourself as a mantra anyone that ever has ex existential dread imposter syndrome uh raging depression and anxiety or just like it's so weird that you're bones and meat and electrical currents the how strange it is to be anything at all really is a mantra <laughs> for sure some of these lyrics i wonder how they kind of fit into the um the overarching theme of like holocaust and you know the the monument to anne frank and all those things right because but it totally makes sense at the same time like you're just like um it's so like uh it puts everything into perspective really yeah i feel you know, just like those those lines of like existential, you know, crises and 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 like you were saying, the kinds of like um, the things where you're talking about, like uh, just uh, the existential, you know, crisis and the various, um, you know, uh, yeah, visceral. Um, can't remember the exact word you used, but I don't know, you know, kind of kind of put me in that same state, really. So. Yeah, <laughs> and then it flows in my favorite body horror song of all time, which is oh Two Headed goodness. Boy." Yeah, this this it might be my favorite song on the album. Same. We do you want to play this at the show at the end of the month? I will rattle. Absolutely. I will rattle these walls. Let's do it. Two-Headed Boy Part 2. I'm notorious if I have a few drinks and start feeling antisocial, I will retire to my room and I'll probably start wailing either like Garden Ahead, Leave Me Alone or Sung Against Sex from the first record or Two-Headed Boy. Yep. You know what? We're not going to talk about Two-Headed Boy as much as we're going to perform it for you. Andrew and I are playing at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at the Wonderful Fat Dog. Uh, vinyl here Friday, in February 24th. February right? 24th. That's it. Um, Getting down yeah. with body horror and all sorts of crazy things. Recently, I had heard uh, Vernon Schubel, the local you know, professor at Kenyon and uh, singing artist. Uh, I think he performed. I can't, can't remember which song. might have been Two-Headed Boy. Um, and, and he talked about, you know, just the, the really basic, you know, essentials of his cowboy chords you know just those like really simple like those are the chords that everyone learns when they're first starting the guitar yeah you know. two-headed boy very simple yep um g g b c a minor right um the next one is the very fool. fascinating to me it's the fool yeah if you know you know this is the first quote-unquote album track i don't think a lot of people are throwing this in playlists to obviously there's no vocals it's super minor right so it's hard to explain this to somebody that's never heard it but if you were a fool back in the day think of like the town drunkard or like a disrespected jester imagine somebody in a jester hat walking down the streets of ruston louisiana or athens georgia being pelted with tomatoes <laughs> for who Truly knows what and it's like the theme of a walk of shame to me wow that's how it is a marching theme for a walk of shame my goodness trademark clam shot crescendo hit it out go. of the park on that one 
Thoughts on the Fool. Thoughts on the Fool. I'm trying to remember how it goes. It's like, um, it's minor. It's that one. <laughs> We're in stereo. Walk of shame. Yep, this Walk one. Yeah, just like that, uh, that march. It's a march. <laughs> it's literally You know, a it's march. like marching along. It's like, here we go, you know? Got no choice. Um, yeah, and just that trumpet line and, and the way it develops into, you know, kind of an orchestral uh, sound. That whole, um, yeah, just the, 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 you know, arc of the song is really, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I hear where you're coming from. Two, one, two, three, four. Yeah. So, so this <laughs> if is you the know, song. you know, that's the the iconic beginning of Holland, nineteen forty-five. Yeah, it just rips into that. Like, what is that? Like a C bar chord or something? I don't yep. know. And really incredible. You know, just the energy and and the feel. Um, There's a wonderful cover video of a bunch of random high schoolers maybe a decade or so ago on YouTube. It's like has early YouTube energy. It's a band called Curdle Motif and it's literally a bunch of slacking looking high schoolers standing around at a park and they're playing a version of this song and a girl is on the cello and it is a work of art. That's it weird. is like a perfect snapshot. It feels like watching Dazed and Confused, the classic like <laughs> coming of age film, but it's a bunch of teenagers jamming to Neutral Milk. And wow. it's very special. I actually like that cover as much as Jeff's version, just wow. because it's so raw and honest. And it's like, it's so inspiring to me to see a bunch of teenagers bonding over this song and like mimicking the horn sounds and laughing and being goofy. It's a really pure video. That's awesome. I will have to send it, send to, it to me. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And just some of those drum fills, you know, Nasty. what in the world? So, so, yeah, moving on to Communist Daughter. Sweet communist, the communist daughter standing. <laughs> There's some interesting lyrics in this one. They're beautiful, though. 100%. It's a very slow-moving, beautiful song that's, like, it's a little easygoing compared to the rest of the album. For sure. I always sang a joke version of it because I realized I kept um, dating the daughters of Republican families. So oh, I was saying, no. sweet Republican, Republican. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's a nice transition from Holland 1945. Mm -hmm. It's breezy, but my God. Yeah, no. Um, the, 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 it's almost like, I mean, like there, there are a few songs on here, you know, I won't use the word that I was going to use, but you know, uh, some of the other songs really, really, uh, you go along with the theme of like a funeral dirge, but, <laughs> yeah. um, this one, this one's almost like a ballad, you know, if there da, was da, ever da, a da, ballad da, on this da, album, da, da. you know, the horn at the end, you know? Yeah. So, so this one, you know, really uplifting. I, I do have one particular memory of, um, hanging out in a restaurant that I worked in, um, and, and the head cook just singing the lines and you know realizing how kind of like universal this album is you know this guy is a, a career um restaurant worker and and you know he climbs mountains for fun and and that's all he does he just you know moves around the country this was this was montana you know so so he, he's like out west a lot but um he was singing you know various lines from this song and that just really sticks in my memory of just listening to that in the kitchen you know washing dishes just feeling like oh you know 
and and it was Montana, you know, so so we were looking at the snow, snowy mountaintops. Um, yeah. And, you know, all the nice things that stay in the mountaintops. Exactly. The next one, I've almost been, my hand's been a little shaky, and I love Communist Daughter, but, like, this is the moment. This, if there is, yeah, wow. like, a world-ending song in the middle of an album, this is it. Yep. This, this is, is this the is most the brutal song ever written by a human being. It might I, be. I think it's like the most lyrically just earth-shattering song probably ever written. This one really... It's O'Comely for those who don't know. Yep. Simple E and a C in the back half of the song is referencing being warm in the belly of a beast that has swallowed you whole. It's like Russian folklore energy. For sure, yeah. O'Comely, <laughs> you know. It's horrifying it's horrifying that and and the thing about this album is that so many of the songs are major keys and, and major chords right <laughs> yes and yes this is just that heavy chopping e to a c yeah it like it, it takes you off guard you know to me at least when you when you hear that opening uh chord and i'm just like expecting you know more sad major chords which is you know kind of a strange combination um, you know, somehow he makes those major chords sound happy, but you know, and then and then suddenly, you know, he starts singing, and you're like, you know, this these, is not that. These lyrics are painfully burnt in my brain, and every time I go through them, it's like reliving trauma that I never experienced. Wow! Because it's so brutal. It's so brutal. honest. It's yeah. like. Some albums I relate to because I feel like I could have written the words. This is, if you've ever watched a film that like, like Grave of the Fireflies or something that just like shakes you to your core, this is the equivalent of that in song form. I've not seen that movie, but. Your father made fetuses with flesh looking ladies while you and your mother were asleep in the trailer park. Like that is not so, my life. Why does that scare me so bad? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I actually, I so I played this for my mom on a car ride to Columbus no. once. Um, Flex. She really didn't understand it. You know, we got to the, we, we came back to Mount Vernon and, and she was like, yeah, I don't know about that one. You know, I, I just like listened to Joan Baez and, you know, the lyrics are just so, you know, um, so much nicer. Um, Facts. These are not nice poetic. lyrics. Yeah, no, but like that's kind of the point. The whole like kitsch and the and the if you love visceral. storytelling, this album is for you. Yeah. If you love really to me, this is my favorite concept album of all time. My this is my third favorite album in music in general, one being Siamese Dream, two being Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, both by three. the pumpkins. Yep. This is a close three, and this one as a concept album absolutely kind of, knocks both of those others out like if yeah. a concept a start to finish a beginning and end a story like i've just finished watching a play it's it's this and O'Comley is like moving on to act three but just like could be a crazy opener could be a crazy ender yeah well three tracks four tracks from the end you know so so ghost this one is this one an instrumental as well or no. was that the fool Ghost, ghost, oh, right. So again, energy, drum fills, you know. This one's a little happier. I mean, the fuzz on the bass and like right. Jeff is on the acoustic, but like he has it fuzzed out. Mm -hmm. 
This is another beautiful storytelling song. Yep. And it's like it's half about Anne Frank. It's half not about Anne Frank. It's what is this even on about too? And it was so special to see it live. I remember when we went and saw them in Cleveland at the Masonic Auditorium. Yeah. This is a song that it sounded better in person than ever before. I can imagine that. I Yeah, when I was listening to this earlier today on the way to work, I was just... It sounded really good. I can't imagine what it would have sounded like live, you know. Um, we have a little happy chatter well, in the I record did, store. I, d- I did see it live, but, um, you know, that's that's really powerful. And you had only listened to it the first time two weeks earlier. That's amazing. Yes. No, this was all a groundbreaking experiment, and a band has never won from zero to 100 <laughs> so fast. Awesome. Untitled reminds me of good friend Ethan Dent. It's an instrumental. It's like bagpipey sounding. Right. No. It just rages. When we saw this live, we just went so hard to this. I can't believe it. I mean, I do believe it, but yeah, yeah. you were at the show. Turns out, I was at the Columbus one. Yeah, not no, the I was at, this was at the Columbus one. You went to both. Yeah, I went to both. I saw him <laughs> That's twice. awesome. I saw him. Taylor couldn't go to the first one. Oh, went man. to the next one and it changed his life. Um, untitled though. Second instrumental, The Fool is of the Walk of Shame. Untitled is like you're being rocketed through a hellish circus with Irish bagpipes and trauma and two-headed boys in glass. I don't know. It's a complete different energy. It's a journey. Which is why it makes it terrifying to go into Two-Headed Boy Part 2. My favorite closing song ever put on an album by anyone ever. You've talked about this to me before. It Um, makes me cry. And then at the end, you can hear Jeff getting out of the chair. Right, yeah, the creak of the chair. And it's like tucking a child into bed. Smacks his guitar. It's just, yes, it's the end. And I don't even know as much. What's funny about this concept album is, unlike a play, everything is very clear. Like, oh, I understand what just happened in the Shakespearean play. This is like you're getting to the end of the end of the world and you're really not sure what's happened. Yep. You have been, I don't know why I associate this album with hell. No, I get it though. Circuses. Um Circus, I hear that. Like it's a very swampy Jeff is from New Orleans or not New Orleans, but Louisiana. I hear like there's swamp energy on this record. It's just very southern. You know how there's all these weird religious cults and crazy things happening in the backwoods in the deep yeah. south? It has crazy it? backwoods energy to where it's obviously called freak folk music by a lot of people. I just don't think I'll ever love a, a new album like I love this album and these people. Like, they're singing Saw on this record. Really? I, I, that came into my life because of Neutral Milk Hotel. When this album moved out of the store the other day, I just like, it literally felt like, like I was helping send someone on the craziest oh, trip yeah. of their life. Yeah. I was like, get into their first record, listen to the Elephant Six Collective, like, 
people on the internet and friends of the show became like a weird family all over the country. What this yeah. band has done for me off two studio records is incredible. And I'm forever in debt to the fact that I got to see him perform twice and many fans never got the privilege. Yeah, no, I, yeah. When that, um, when that tour was announced, you know, it was amazing because he had essentially, you know, lost his mind, right? Jeff and, got this album blew up. It became a cult success. And right. he, Jeff does not like that. And what's also beautiful about these shows is, is like, do not film us. Don't have your phone. Like it was Jeff with the audience and Jeremy I that and image Scott in my and, mind, though, you know, just the whole sheer sound of the whole ensemble and everything. I don't I didn't need the video. You know what else is very interesting about this episode of Clamstock Crescendo, which is coming to its very end? Sometimes I find myself describing something poorly because I get shaky and emotive in a yeah. way where I'm like processing stuff in my head that I can't even put into a microphone. If you need a testament to pick up this album, it can be hard on the ears. It is not a sugary and sweet. Like sometimes I'll listen to a pop song by the cure and I'm like, this is just ear candy. Yeah. This is wonderful. This is comfortable. This feels like home neutral milk hotel feels like you're going to relive childhood trauma. You forgot about out in the backwoods in the deep South in the middle of a circus run by the devil. And then you find yourself in like Germany and it's just like, like I said, the Holocaust imagery yep. is fascinating because it's a wonderful album about what it means to be alive, what it means to be a human, what it means to process all our feelings and juxtaposition mixed with the context of like one of the greatest atrocities in human history and terrible genocide that's not even close to 100 years in the past. Right. It really puts stuff in perspective because you hear about nazis and hitler before you even know who they are and what they did and how long ago because it wasn't that long ago so just to process all the terrible historical context with a singing saw and booming drums and fuzz guitar and a guy yelling at the top of his lungs it's just it can be a lot so um listener discretion is advised sit in a dark room don't make plans listen and hopefully this will change your life like it did mine there we go yeah yeah great album great choice yeah <laughs> s plus 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 tier we're gonna be stocking it fat dog vinyl here in beautiful sunny euphoric downtown mount vernon incredible incredible wonderful um, thank you to fat dog vinyl as always thank you to fat dog um this has been another episode of clam stock crescendo I, we could make an entire podcast about this album, but you know, everyone's busy. We had to go fast through the track listing. Yep. I promise this will, uh, this will change everything for you. <laughs>